Coming to you from Denver, Colorado, it's the Sports Podcast. Today is December 13th, 2017. Today on the Sports Podcast, Abe and Keith discuss trending topics from the sports world, including Shohei Otani and the evil empires, Abe likes to call them. Mm. Yankees Lance Stanton, and it looks like they aren't done making moves, and an exciting weekend in the NFL, and an even yep. more exciting weekend ahead Coming. with the return of the discount double check. Oh. And in basketball, um, we will talk about the ball family. Required as by we law. Are required by law to yep. do. And Houston, they're on another big double digit win streak. Yep. And we'll continue our series for game day baseball as well. Today's topic, we'll be talking about the coach parent dynamic. Interesting. And as always, we'll give you our studs, duds, and coachable moments of the week. You're listening to the Sports Podcast. Here we go. It's time for Baseball Talk on the Sports Podcast with exclusive social streaming via the Baseball Network on Instagram. Be sure to follow the Baseball Network on Instagram and share your baseball content with them to be featured. You're listening to the Sports Podcast. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. Coming in loud today. How you doing, Keith? Doing great. A little nasally. It's my my podcast week to be a little nasally. Nasal day. Nasal day, but... It's difficult hey. as legs day. Hey, Shohei. Shohei the money. <laughs> Shohei Otani. So, big signing, right? We have some something to go over before we uh, jump into our game day baseball topic of the week. Yes. Shohei Otani going to the Angels. What do you think about that? Well, as long as he stays healthy... I mean, they came up with, uh, you know, found there's a ligament uh, issue. What? Um, yeah, just uh, just came out that in his, uh, he had, uh, they, they did a, a very thorough physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, first degree sprain of the ulnar collateral ligament. Ooh, UCL. Yeah, um, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be. Just a um, sprain. Yeah, it doesn't sound like, I mean, he's not getting Tommy John or anything. And they fully intend on him pitching yep. and playing the field and hitting. He's going Little League yeah. in the big league. I'm excited to see this. The, I, I couldn't think of anybody off the top of my head that I've ever seen of his caliber to play both well, sides. I've I, seen, like, blowout games where guys hop right. on the bump, but not a legit dude. Well, I mean, I think that, that the closest I can think of, and this is a bad example, but the closest I can think of is Rick Ankiel, oh, who was a pitcher. Yeah. Before, I mean, mm-hmm. when he couldn't find the zone, all yep. of a sudden he, I have never seen anyone melt down like he did. I have a Rick Ankiel um, prospects card yeah. as a pitcher. Yeah. And then he left and it came back, came as, back an outfielder. as an outfielder. It was, you know, decent outfielder, right. but, but nothing of this level. I, well, decent enough to be in the majors. Jeez. Well, but I'm saying in terms of against other, or, you know, in comparison right. to other major leagues. I mean, he's no Shohei Otani. Oh, no, Otani. Why do I say it like that? I don't know. It's fun to say, though. <laughs> it's so fun to say. Shohei Otani. And then you go on the other side of the country and you have your evil empire. Dun, dun, dun. Just in time for the new Star Wars to come Derek out. Derek Jeter have... giving his old buddies a yeah, Christmas That's kind present. of fishy. Right? I know it is fishy. Is it not fishy? It is very fishy. And to what me. they got for it, too. And I, I, I get that they're, you know, they're going to lose Stanton anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will be a movie made about this, I yeah. think. What is it going to be called? The Derek Jeter story. The Derek Jeter. <laughs> this is going to define him. Dark Jeter. Dark Jeter. <laughs> when he turned to, well, he's always been on the dark. I thought side. your name was Derek. No, this is dark. <laughs> dark. <laughs> dark Jeter. Call me Dark Jeter. So Yankees. Um, I think lost in all this shuffle is the Houston Astros are still the team yeah, to beat. Absolutely. I mean, you're bringing a dude who hits bombs, right? Right. But 
Yeah. Well, but you're bringing him into a band box. You are. I mean, I mean the last. I think I saw the last time that a major league team had returning players who both hit 50 home runs mm-hmm. was like Mantle Maris back in the day. Okay, trivia time for you. Uh, yeah. Um, who Ooh. was the last MVP mm-hmm. um, that was traded after his MVP season in baseball? Yep. Or there actually there's there are one two there's three total I think. Can you name them? Can I name the three yeah. who were traded? Name, name two of the most. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, name name two of them. Um, Babe Ruth. No. I don't know if that was MVP yeah, season. But more recently, right. so Barry Bonds. Oh, okay. Barry Bonds. Yep. And then you have Alex Rodriguez. Mm. More recently, Alex right. Rodriguez. A-Rod. A-Rod. What, A-Roid. And, and, and what did, yeah, what did those two have in common? Steroids. There you go. Yep. So and there's even a, another layer the, hmm. to your trivia. He, <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been caught yet. Uh-huh. Who, oh, Stanton? Do you think Stanton is 100% natural? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, the guy is, is I'm going to go jacked. with no. But they are so, well... On the surface, they seem to be very much more um, stringent in terms of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. the drug testing is a lot right. more. Uh, they're actually doing it yep. as opposed to back when, when Barry Bonds' head was growing three sizes <laughs> yep. over his career. Uh, well, so Shohei Otani. Yep. And then we have the Yankees land. And they're not done. No. The Yankees are not done. You there's, said they're trying to talk there's, to there's, Machado, there's right? There's talk about them going after Manny Machado. Ooh. And I don't know what the Orioles would be doing. And... And I guess the the idea for the Oreos is they're not going to be able to keep them after next year. Did you say Oreos? Orioles? I said Oreos. Oh, sorry. I heard Oreos. Oreos? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Orioles, Manny Machado, Orioles. Yankees, Orioles. Royals. Limit. <laughs> Just weird words. Um, but I think that Baltimore, mm-hmm. oh, more, Baltimore. Okay. the O's, um, I, why would you trade him in division, though? That that's mm. got to be the there's got to be other options that you have. Right, right. I mean, I would even take a lesser deal to go outside of the division than to trade him to the Yankees and just watch him beat up on you for years. Mm, yeah, but owners yeah, but. have egos and money drives everything. And if you have the money, we were talking about this off podcast. I like saying off podcast. Off podcast. Off podcast. All right. The New York Yankees. Uh huh. Just have money, like just money, money, money. So if they want to go buy a World Series, by all means, they can go buy a World Series. Right? Isn't that a problem, though? It is. It is a problem. You make it, you, but you say it like, "Hey, it's okay. That's just what they do." Well, it's like, because hey, that, it, it's what they do. That criminal out there—it's just Darth Vader. He just chokes people. That's <laughs> yeah, what he does. That's what he does. That's what yeah. he does. Well, we saw the Dodgers try to pull that card, and it didn't really work out too well. They got pretty far, but... Well, they got to the series. It's still First baseball. You got to throw ball, hit ball, catch ball, mm-hmm. field ball, mm-hmm. strike out. Not hit it's ball. It's going to be a one-hour podcast of me just describing what you can do yep, in there baseball. There you go. <laughs> gumbo, <laughs> gumbo shrimp, fried shrimp, <laughs> shrimp kebabs. So so that's the exciting news out of Major League Baseball. The winter meetings going on right now. And a little bit locally, yep. Rocky's out making some moves as well. Ma- making, a, making a little splash. Minor well, you splash. know why? Um, our clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. Our guys have two years, max three years, our dudes. D- um, define our guys. Our guys, Arenado. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ LeMayhew, mm-hmm. I would say for mm-hmm. sure. Charlie Blackman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We went out and got Chris Iannetta. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that, by the way? Man. Now he he caught back when the Rockies went pretty far in the playoffs. Right. He knows how to pitch at Coors Field. He had kind of a little resurgence last year, mm-hmm. and I, I think he's the type of catcher that is going to be able to control these young pitchers. 
Sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, he he obviously was better after he left. I mean, yeah. he had a, he had a couple yeah. decent years, and then he kind of that's fell everybody off the, the who table. comes to Colorado that's or comes true. through Colorado well, system. Well, that's usually pitchers, though. I mean, Any, usually anyone. usually offensive players when they mm-hmm. leave, they don't they don't have a tendency to go off. Um, who? Well, Dexter Fowler, I guess. But other than that, yeah, yeah. Pit, so you've heard my philosophy on pitchers, though, right? Let's hear it. Okay, here we go. Do they they throw the ball? They throw the ball. No, so you're you're at altitude, right? And so you're really trying to get a break on your breaking balls. You're trying to get something to happen with your with your pitch. Now, to the to the normal fan, maybe you should explain the difference in in a breaking ball here and a breaking ball at sea level. Okay, so at sea level, you know the air is is thicker, essentially, in layman's terms, and so the seams are going to grab and it's going to break a little more, right? Right. And here at altitude, the air is thinner, so you're not getting as much movement on the pitch. Right. So what my theory is, my hypothesis is the pitchers come here and they overcompensate. And as they're overcompensating for breaking balls, Mm -hmm. they're getting stronger. And when they leave, they are that much better. Really? Yes. This is your. This, this is, is your proven. Hi- I, is this you your should, masters? I'm going to take you your into this hi- room your, your in my thesis? garage, and I have like post-it notes and and <laughs> it's like the beautiful mind like go beautiful out there. <laughs> Just going to get freaked out. That will be the last podcast. <laughs> You're like Keith, Mike Hampton. This was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Denny Nagel. <laughs> Denny Nagel. Yeah. Nagel or Nagley? Nagley. Was it's it Nagley? Denny Nagel? No, Nagley. No. He's next door neighbor. Denny! No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it was spelled Nagley, but it's like Brett Favre. Yep. I mean, it was Favre. It's Favre. No, it's okay. Favre and Nagley. <laughs> All right. We're already Great. 10 minutes in and we're Googly just talking moogly. nonsense. Yes. All right. So per that's usual. baseball. Exciting. Exciting news out of baseball. Actually, yes. I'm In terms of the hot stuff. I am excited to see it. Shohei Otani. Uh-huh. What? Pitch and you didn't and even, hit. You didn't even mention the fact. So the Rockies re-signed McGee. Oh, yep. And they went out and got Brian Shaw. Yep. Um, who had the most appearances by any reliever mm-hmm. last year. So his his arms toast. Right. So that's good. <laughs> but once he leaves, once we see this formula, yep. Uh, he'll be stronger. Yep. When he leaves, because he's yep. overcompensating. Mm-hmm. They um, they kind of come here. It's like a little rehab halfway house. And they just get better and improve, and then they just go out and dominate. Brian Shaw. Oh. Shaw. <laughs> Shaw. All right. So um, that closes out Major League Baseball yes. talk, but we are continuing our conversations um, for game day baseball. Um, and today we're talking about the coach parent dynamic. Mm. And this is something you and I are all too familiar with. Vaguely familiar with. Part of the coaching. And, and I enjoy it, to, sure. to speak frankly. I sure. enjoy it because the. People that you meet in coaching mm-hmm. are what make a giant portion of the coaching, right? Sure. But I, I do think you run into instances where the and, and this goes back to what we were talking about last week and the week before, the parent wants it more than the player, right? Yeah. And so then you're dealing with that parent on a higher level than you should ever have to deal with that parent. Right. Because their kid doesn't want to play like they want him to play right and and that's that is a really difficult i mean coaching is really about relationships Mm -hmm. i mean whether it's good relationships bad relationships but you have to have some kind of relationships because you're spending so much time with these people with the families that that you're coaching yep and it's it's really i think when you get into problems um is when you have the lines are blurred 
when you have parents who want to kind of coach their kids still, mm -hmm. don't trust the coach, and kind of overstep, you know, you have to have a, a symbiotic uh, kind of relationship between parents and coaches. Right. I mean, it's not like as a coach, I'm not going to go to your house mm -hmm. at night, make sure your kid's going to bed on time, make sure he's doing his homework, make sure he's eating his vegetables and, and being a good person mm -hmm. out, you know, around the house doing his chores. Because as a coach, that's not my job. Mm -hmm. And a parent has to understand it's the same when it comes to coaching. When you are yelling at your kid from the stands, keep your elbow up, throw strikes, that kind of stuff, you are... Do you want to hear how bad it was this season? Yes. a couple instances? Let's hear it. So, um, without naming names, there there was a, a kid on my team mm -hmm. who was just kind of filling in. And one of the other coaches happened to be sitting in the stands and noticed he went to his bat bag, glanced down. He's texting his dad in the stands during the game. Wow. And, you know, you're trying to, to just do so many different things during the game as a coach. Sometimes these things you don't see. And right. so I was glad that this this said coach found it right. and went out and confronted the athlete and said, "What do you No, you do not do this. What do you need? Oh, dad sending me, you know, pitching tips." That's I'm the like, "What?" That is the ultimate um stick in the face. Yep. From a parent. I mean, that that is that is beyond disrespectful. But that's how I think a lot of parents view programs now. Well, then, you can cherry pick, you can do whatever. It's your athlete, your agenda, but the program is just kind of your, you know, conduit. Then you know what? Then don't put that kid on your... If you trust your coach that little, mm -hmm. then don't put him on that team. If you really want to coach that bad, mm -hmm. then coach him. Yep. Form your own team. Right. Put that together because otherwise it's just going to be You see it though toxic. in high school. I mean, even in high school, like 5A high school here in Colorado, you know, it's, it's a cold day. It's a... You know, it's a one-to-one -one game. We're, it's our, like, number two guy in our staff. Mm -hmm. He's throwing well, right? We get to the sixth inning, um, and then we're heading into the top of the seventh. It's one-to-one. -one. He ends up giving up a couple runs, right? right? And, of course, after he gives up the runs, old daddy's over by the dugout, like, Coach, it's pretty cold out today. Why is he throwing so many innings? Oh, or, you know, why is he throwing so many pitches on a cold day? It's like, okay, so if he was throwing a shutout or right. if it was still one-to-one, -one, it would have been like, oh, great game. Why'd well, you, why did you pull him, right. you know? Well, how many pitches had he thrown? He had thrown in the seven-inning game. He was sitting at, I think, 65, 70 pitches. And wow. by the time he went, by the time he was done right. in the seventh, I believe he was hovering around 90. Right, you know? which is, I mean, for for varsity level, yeah. that's that's pretty yeah. much the cutoff. If you're a starter and you're going, like, and you want your guy to go, he's going to go. Right. So, and just being, you know, game being a game, you play it out. And if sure. he's feeling it, he's feeling it. But right. it just happened really quick. And then it's like, oh, my boy's right. failing, you right. know. So now it's the coach's fault. But that's a whole other topic. Right. I think the coach-parent dynamic can be solved by having just open communication, transparent communication, Absolutely. and then sticking to what you communicate. Absolutely. And like I said, it's... It's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's a relationship. So yep. the, the key to any relationship is communication. I think it's very important for coaches at the beginning of the season to say, look, these are the rules. These are the expectations. This is how we're going to communicate if something happens. Because mm -hmm. you have to anticipate as a coach that there's going to be times or there's going to be players. Um, just the, the sheer numbers tell you something's someone's going to be unhappy. 
So this is how we we resolve that. Yep. It's not to undercut me and, and go around me and um, tell your kid, don't listen to your coach. It's mm-hmm. okay, let's wait 24 hours. Let's have a sit down. Um, you know, at Guido's, uh, you know, don't put your back to the, the you know, front door. No, not like that. But Guido's. just, well, just a, a sit down just sounds very mafioso. Well, What's that? Karen. <laughs> have a sit down with Aunt have a sit Karen. Down with Aunt Karen. <laughs> Karen. She's always messing stuff up. But, you know, just, just be able to talk it through because yep. a coach either has a reason why the, the player's not playing or things mm-hmm. are the way they are or in that instance uh, the parent would be right is if the coach doesn't have a reason then that's on the coach yeah but at least to get it out there where there aren't you know you aren't having um you know a a parent or a family is upset with their kids playing time so then they go out and and try to form these angry alliances with other families that aren't happy Mm -hmm. you know go to the coach because you can't resolve anything that way no you're not going to resolve anything by going over to another family whose kid isn't playing and trying to commiserate about why your kids are not playing go talk to the coach bottom line is if your kid is good he will be playing well unless you're a bad coach and you have a personal agenda against well there's that family and kid but that aside, because that's not how I coach. That's not how you coach. Right. If your kid is performing, yeah. And even if he isn't, so I'm a huge advocate of giving the kids an opportunity, right? right. And probably more so than they deserve in, in some instances. Sure. But it builds the character that they need, right? If right. they want to be in that position, I will give them an opportunity to be in that position to succeed sure. or fail, right? And, right? and if they succeed, good for them. Right. But baseball is a failure sport and you're gonna fail a lot and stats don't lie in baseball so if you're completely transparent and you say listen here's what i go in as a coach with here's my philosophy your kid's gonna get opportunities gonna get chances Mm -hmm. over the course of a season right right you can't live for for example me being the coach i was at the time early on I, I would send out a cell phone photo of the starting lineup day before and just say here's how we're gonna go game mm-hmm. one right a kid that was on my team and never seen play in a game situation before right just seen him through the tryouts and practice um the dad gets that and he's like you're joking right and i say it could because his son wasn't starting at shortstop right and I say, no i'm not joking i've seen these other two play and they can perform He's actually scheduled to come in, you know, halfway through the game. And he's like, well, I'm pulling my boy, you know, total wow. wrong message for your for your son. Right. And I learned a lot growing up because my dad was like, listen, if you have a problem with the coach, don't come to me. Right. Go to the coach, have a meeting when nobody else on the team is there. Just say, hey, coach, can I have a couple minutes of your time? We need to work this out. Right. Build so much character because you just realize that there's an entire another level to the player coach relationship right. to the game and everything and that that's the way it should go first i, right. I mean at the high school level thir- from 13 age 13 up yep absolutely should be player first mm-hmm. i think at the younger ages because kids are not right going to be bold enough then it then it has to be kind of more of a group thing yep i mean if the kid has the right personality yeah send him to the coach in the right way right not that why am i not playing that kind of stuff but i think even in those instances i think there shouldn't be a problem because that's when you run into the coach being the issue because sure if kids for it, one your ki- if your kid's having a problem playing he's probably playing at the wrong level right you know with playing time or, but secondly or at the ball. youth levels that's when you should just be playing to play yep right yeah doesn't even nobody says where'd you play where'd you play youth ball son you know 
I don't know. When I did when I when I was a recruiting coordinator at yeah. college. I always wanted to know. Hey, what were your what when were your you were ten year old stats? Yeah, let me know what I, I want to see him, and you know, don't just tell him to me. I need to see. You know what's funny and sad copies. is I have had a run in with somebody. Holy John, um, who was like, yeah, he's moving into his twelve year old season. Uh, his stats were phenomenal. We kept game oh, changer stats, and I was like, All right, what? Can you say did, that? Again? Did you go to the nearest? Uh, a dog shelter, buy that person a dog and name it Clue. So then they had one because no. it was clueless. I gave the guy a big hug. Aw. No, I was just like, what? Wow. So I don't know. But I do think in terms of the, you know, coach parent dynamic, just right. open communication and transparency in your methods. Well, and, and the thing is also when you communicate, yes. don't communicate from an emotional, personal level. Because that's just going to blow things up. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't look at it as though the coach hates your kid or uh, he has something against your kid. Well, unless he does. No, um, but just just to approach it the right way because mm-hmm. coaches are people too. That's uh, the new uh, saying. Coaches <laughs> are people too. Okay. Uh, it's the little rainbow. The more you know, coach people the too. The more you know. Uh, just to approach him in a in a way that you would just approach anyone, like you would approach uh, a coworker or something yep, like that. Yep. Well, and that's why sometimes, especially on the high school level, you'll see, excuse me, a like forty eight hour no talk, no right. contact window because you are heated. Oh, and we'll yeah. talk about heated athletes a little right. later in the podcast, but you as a parent, as a player, like I remember sometimes. Um, I like in high school was what they called like super utility. So I'd play third, short, like second, a, like a Swiss army knife. Exactly. Played yeah. everywhere. Just depended on who was pitching that day that, right. you know, left a void in the field. Some days I didn't play. And as a high school athlete, I was furious and I would just remember coming back from, from games, just fuming. Right. And my dad I didn't understand at the time. He'd be like, it's between you and the coach. You go figure it out. I'm not going to go, you know, try to get you playing time. I know how hard you work and all that, but if you want to keep playing, it's going to be on you. And I think I learned quite a bit from that. And I think it just speaks volumes in terms of the player, the parent, the coach, open communication. Right. And I think that, you know, unfortunately it's a societal issue Mm -hmm. where that just doesn't happen anymore. I mean, if kids get in trouble at school or, or they have an issue with their coach, Mom and dad always come in to the rescue, you know, to, to try to save them right. instead of letting the, the kids, you know, the, it's always the first fault of the other adult instead of what did my kid do wrong? Right. Because I'm, I'm sure the same way with you. If I, you know, went home and said I had a problem with the teacher or a coach, you know, got on me, my dad would say, well, what did you do wrong? Right. It was always kind of that that idea that, well, you're accountable for, for your actions. Not, right. Well, I'm going to call that coach and yeah. give him a piece of my mind. Right. Blah, 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 right. blah. Right. Great points, Abe. Oh, thank you. So that closes up baseball for today's podcast. Um, Let's move on to football. Yes. It's time for Football Talk on the Sports Podcast with exclusive social streaming via the Football Network on Instagram. Be sure to follow the Football Network on Instagram and share your football content with them to be featured. You're listening to the Sports Podcast. Wow. December 13th. Yes. So football, we actually had a very exciting weekend of football. We did. We didn't really find any off-field antics. Some on-field antics yeah, we we'll, did find. We'll, we'll get to that. We will get to that. Um, no, uh, no drama going on with Goodell. He no. did sign his uh, ink that contract, which I, I did a little more research. So it's just full of incentives. Okay. And 
hopefully. How hard are the incentives to read? Like they're like show up at eleven. Uh, okay. No, I don't know the incentives. I mean, I'm sure it's based on you know how much money, mm-hmm. how much the mm-hmm. the NFL brings in, or mm-hmm. um, you know contracts or or marketing stuff or whatever. I, I don't know what he does. So I hope figuring out CTE and a safer way to play the game because right. I. I'm going to go back to it. I, I don't see the, the sport lasting too much longer right. if that's a, a predominant well, issue. It's going to go uh, – I mean, bog snorkeling is is on the way up. So that's, that's another story. Snorkeling. We're going to talk about bog snorkeling. Well, actually, too. we're not going to – it's not – bog snorkeling is like an honorable mention this week. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. We've, 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 got the, a... we've got the dude, the big Lebowski <laughs> thing. But uh, as, as I digress, it's just – yeah, I mean um, – Good for him. I don't really like the guy. I don't think it's any mistake. I don't think a whole lot of people like him. Apparently, the owners do enough to give him this contract. So Jerry Jones loves him. Good for him. Okay, so that's all we'll talk about in football. No. <laughs> all right. All right. Moving on to basketball. Moving on to basketball. Um, exciting games. Well, exciting games. Broncos actually won a game. Dominant. Dominant fashion. The Jets had 100 yards. 100 Ugh. yards. You know, and it... That is exciting, I, and I put that in like quotations. Finger quotations because uh-huh. it wasn't very exciting of a game. Well, when your team is winning, it's it's exciting. That that's all I care. You about. know what I did here? Yes, there was a huge story about ticket sales, and basically it was like a free for all for like just discount tickets. Yeah, they were in a mad scramble to just get that. some seats filled right. in, and and that is an issue. And I'll be curious to see how because that's something we talked about last week. Yep. Is how many people are going to show up? Yeah. Um, and and you, a lot of people did, but a lot of it was super discount tickets. Yeah, and their only time they've ever been to a game, right? And, you know, but and there were Jets fans. I mean, there's New yeah. York people here. Yep, I'm sure they had a lot of fun. But yeah, the first <clears throat> shutout by the Broncos mm-hmm. since 2005, and the last time who they shut out? Probably the Patriots. No, it was the Jets again. <laughs> there is 2005. Jets. They shut out the Jets. Jets out. Yep. I thought so there it was going to be Patriots just because that would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have been awesome. But the Patriots not. had a bad, bad weekend too. Bad weekend, Carson Wentz. Ooh, that, poor Carson Wentz. That that hurts the Eagles. I mean, uh, it's a it's a big drop off yeah. from Carson Wentz to to Nick Foles. Right. So Foles can do it though. They're not just. I mean, Wentz wasn't the entire team. Mm, but I think Carson, Foles... Carson Wentz makes plays that Nick Foles just is not capable of. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick Foles isn't a backup by accident. Mm-hmm. He's he's um, serviceable, I guess I would mm-hmm. say, as long as he doesn't uh, turn the ball over. Well, that's pretty much any NFL quarterback. And, right. But I mean, the the Eagles are definitely built to continue to win, and you know they've got a favorable. A week to figure it out. They go to New York against the worst defense in the NFL, <laughs> yep. except when they're playing the Broncos. Right. And uh, you know, I, I'd still think the Eagles are probably going to be the number one seed. Yep. Um, but you know, we'll we'll kind of see how that shakes out. You know, the one thing that if I was the rest of the NFC, I'd be concerned about is the return of AA Ron, <laughs> Aaron Discount Ro- Double Check, Aaron Rodgers coming yep. back. And you know he's been just a, a stud in in December for uh, you know for the the Packers the last couple of years. You know the one thing I thought was interesting I saw a stat where because uh, the the uh, the Packers almost lost to the Browns had to come back right. and won it in overtime. <laughs> but Brett Hundley is two and zero in overtime while uh, AA Ron is one and seven. In, uh, in overtime, so I thought that was kind of an interesting stat. But the last couple of years, you know, Rodgers has been just nails in uh, in December. Yep. You know, and, and what he's done, um, 
You know, he's he's a big-time quarterback. He plays well when the, the lights are on. He hasn't really had a lot of help mm-hmm. the last couple of years from his teammates. So um, I'll be, be kind of curious. I mean, they're out of the playoffs right now, but they're right there, just one game back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, so what are we looking at playoff-wise? I mean, we're, we're taking a look at the AFC West. you got Chiefs and Chargers still well, and they're they're playing this up. weekend. Yeah, so they're I think playing this weekend. The seven AFC, sixes. Yeah, the AFC West is kind of going to be decided. Yep. Uh, this weekend. Who do you have there? Well, it's hard to um, go against trends where you have, you know, the Chiefs have not been playing good football, although they they, they kind did of win. Well, the Chargers are on a four game win streak. Well, and and the Chargers, you know, started out zero and four, are now seven and six. Mm-hmm. You know that that is about as hot as you can get in the NFL. Yeah, winning seven out of nine, um, and just playing good football too. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm going to go with the Chargers. So of course, if you're a betting man, go out and bet on the Chiefs. <laughs> That would that would be the wisest choice to make there. You also had a fantasy um, football little what do you, would you call that little mishap, a little snafu, a little snafu. Yeah, the the Cam Newton Cam thing. Cam Newton. Let's talk about this real quick. So yeah. your first your fantasy thing, you you didn't pick him, right? No, well I had him, and then I, I I put Derek Carr in because Derek Carr had like 400 yards and four touchdowns the la- four touchdowns the last time mm-hmm. they played the the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's a good matchup. Yep. And then that didn't happen. Uh, Cam Newton. So you know, what you need to do is think, like, what would I think <laughs> I would do? I have to reverse scooter how myself. How I think of not doing what I just thought I just, would think about doing? Just split personality kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so I want to talk about this play because looking at it a little closer. This, this play being the Cam Newton yeah, Cam run Newton. at the end of that game. Yeah. Big, big play. Big play. Yeah. Um, so you were saying it was a hard a hard juke right a hard I, little in in my estimation mm-hmm. what i saw was it looked like he was going back towards the middle of the field right. so he breaks over the left side of the, of the um of the line yeah he comes through he's got one-on-one with the safety um kind of at the second level mm-hmm. beginning the second level it looked to me like he juked right and went left okay your take on it well is... at first glance the game's moving so fast as as a defense i'm thinking he's gonna slide Right, and I let up a little bit, or I just get juked. <laughs> or juked think, out of your your, <laughs> right. your shorts. And, but when I saw it, it looked like a total like fake slide move. But right. then when we were able to watch it a little slower, I'm like, yeah, right. maybe it does look like a juke. But devil's advocate here, like, okay, is that a flag? Like, if, if juking, n- is juking no, 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 a flag? no, 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 no. Like this is fake why sliding. Look. Fake sliding. Um, no, it's not right. A, it's not a flag. Should be a play, but it wasn't. That's not what happened. It should be a play, but just the fact that I was thinking about it, mm-hmm. and I think the game's moving so fast. I think guys on defense are probably thinking about that too. Like the quarterback can make any move besides running like a buffoon, right? And if he's gonna make any move, they're gonna be like, "Yep, he's going down." Oh no, he's not. There he goes. Right. Well, but even in that case. So let's let's you know he's starting to go to the right. He yep. was leaning forward. His upper body was over his lower body. Uh-huh. And if you're going to slide, it's going to be the opposite. So even if he's going forward, you're allowed to hit him if he dives forward. Obviously, you're not allowed to spear him, right? Like Gronk, Gronk spear, <laughs> Gronk spear. But you, uh, if he's going head first, mm-hmm. you're allowed to you know continue through the play and, mm-hmm. and make contact. The only time you have to pull up is if he's doing a, a hook slide so that's gonna be a new trend in football started by us on the podcast here mm-hmm. they're gonna practice it mm-hmm. 
um, the, after the season. It's the old court QB fake forward slide. Mm-hmm. That he just did a QB fake forward slide. And then he does a spin move out of it, and then. But they're quarterbacks, so they'll really only gain like seven more yards. Well, except for Cam, that was a sixty yard. That run. was sixty yards. No, sixty. 62 <laughs> nothing to be proud of russ 50 yards 50 yards okay so this weekend what are we looking forward to in the nfl um i mean there's some some big matchups you've got like we we mentioned two two weeks in a row for the chiefs actually where you've got uh you know kind of a big matchup last week it was against the raiders this yep. week um you've got them going up against the uh the chargers for basically uh the afc we the afc least the AFC West, um, but you know, also you've got the the Packers and and the Panthers. We'll see the return of Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got, uh, um, you know, I think the Rams Seahawks is obviously a big game. We'll mm-hmm. talk about the Seahawks in a second here. Um, but the big one, Chiefs and the Chargers one, game is a um, Saturday game, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and the the I think what's probably the the game of the the season right now is you got Patriots Steelers. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the fact that it's in Pittsburgh, um, Tom Brady uh, seems to, well, actually, the fact that it's in Pittsburgh doesn't mean a whole lot. I think that that actually gives the Steelers a little bit of a chance, but Brady's been nails against the, the yeah. Steelers, you know, 4-0 in his last four. He's had big just game quarterback. big, big games against them. So we'll kind of see how that that uh, that shakes out. But, you know, I, the winner of that game basically is the number one seed in the AFC and that's where you know you have to go through them that's in order where I to get the, the Patriots Bowl. and that's what I said they would finish right your your Patriots <laughs> why are you wearing a Patriots hat? I'm not yeah it just like looks a, like it. a foam finger that's weird <laughs> my brother-in-law is a huge Patriots fan oh, geez I'd be an ex-brother-in-law <laughs> excommunicate that family member excommunication so that's the big game there Broncos of course playing tomorrow night oh, big game big game Broncos big Colts game. Well, that's gonna Papa John's is gonna be really you thought they were oh mad beginning of the season yeah they yeah. are going to be furious. Right. Well, and and I think, uh, you know, the thing there is they're playing for NFL draft picks. Great point, I mean, Sid. whoever, whoever sees uh, sees that. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, it, at least we're talking more about actual football instead of, you know, all the off-the-field shenanigans. That comes later. Yes. In our coachable moment and our duds of the week. Right. I think you can only, you can only, uh, what, what's the saying there? beat a dead horse so much Mm. i don't even know if that's the same but that's what nfl felt like for the majority of the season right finally getting into some good games hopefully the playoffs are going to uh kind of salvage the season and we'll have some epic super bowl and playoff games uh, ahead of us yes all right uh is that it for football anything Uh, else you want to add nope nope all right moving on to basketball thanks abe it's time for Basketball Talk on the Sports Podcast with exclusive social streaming via the Basketball Network on Instagram. Be sure to follow the Basketball Network on Instagram and share your basketball content with them to be featured. You're listening to the Sports Podcast. Not so loud of a DJ horn for basketball. It's a little muted. A little muted. A little sad. You know what's not muted is this background music. We've got to bring that down there. No, bring it up. Bring it up. Bring you don't want to. You don't want to listen about rock on ball family decibels. Mm. I think they were talking about the ball family decibels. Decibels. I see what you did there. Well, nice job, babe. Well, high five myself. Complimenting you yes. right and left today. I just did a search <laughs> for for Mr. Ball. Yeah. And you know what showed up? No, I don't want to know. Media personality. Okay, that was better than what I thought you were going to say. What did you think it was going to say? I don't know. No. <laughs> 
Well, if, if, you had, if you had your safe search on, then <laughs> then I'm okay with the answer. And even if I search regular for Ball Family, nonsense shows up. Yeah. Just a bunch of nonsense. Yes. So he pulls his kids out of college. And high school. And high school. Mm-hmm. And so now they're signing with a Lithuanian pro team. Of course. Is that really pro? Or is it just the, the pro thing here is the hype of... Don't believe the, the hype. Yeah, right. The flavor they, flavor. <laughs> the flavor flavor. You, just the guy is good at what he does in terms of off the court, promoting his kids, promoting the brand, signing. Like it's just a crazy show, right? It, like it, if you were into it, you'd be like, "Wow, this is what are, what are they going to do next?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> who is that guy that does that voice? <laughs> what are they going to do next? Oh, geez. That's the type of guy who watches it. He's like eating. Well, I mean, you know, McDonald's. There's nothing wrong with McDonald's. Listen to Jim Gaffigan. Um, there is a. Uh, I think just the idea that that Lons or Lavar Ball, he's doing what he he really wants to do. He's getting the attention that he mm-hmm. wants. Mm-hmm. ESPN is basically talking about him, you know, almost Did every you day. Do yourself a favor and go watch some of those interviews with Stephen A. Smith. No. Oh, you need I to can't. do it. I can't. You have to. It's hilarious. And then I accidentally stumbled across them, and I was like, I cannot stand Stephen A. Smith. But you know when you see someone, you're like, what is he smirking about? Right. And so I clicked play, and it was hilarious because they they both know it's bogus and yeah. it's a circus, but they're yeah. just going back and forth, just yelling at each other. And he's like, he's he's hyping his kids up way beyond he right. even believes they're that good. Right. But and he just says it just to say it because he knows it's going to get tossed out there, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And here we are. And you know, I, I know part of Lavar Ball's. Um, strategy is to get on the sports podcast yes mission accomplished <laughs> accomplished. well i mean you would never do that no i, I mean I, charles barkley you know love him or hate him some i mean the the fact is he's honest he came out and said what i think we've been saying for a while is he's the worst thing for sports lavar ball and you know he's not doing his kids any favors they're mm. not going to develop like they should i mean yes it's it is technically if you're getting paid mm-hmm. it's pro basketball but this team my, my understanding is this team in lithuania some small town yeah is the worst team in their league right um they're doing it for uh for Publicity. attendance for money yeah. for marketing the prenu don't even try how does i don't know uh, the you know if we could get a call from our lithuanian intern I do have a Lithuanian friend. Do you? I should ask her. Ask her how to pronounce it, and if she's ever heard of this team. Right. Well, I'm sure that she's got the shirt. Right. The oh, huge fan. Yeah, big huge. fan. Yeva. Her name is Yeva. 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 I don't want to say her last name, but right, just Yeva. Yeva. Yeva S. Yeva S. Okay. Yep. But that is bizarre. That they're they're just done. They're like, okay, U.S. isn't working. We tried stealing from China. Right. <laughs> And good steals, though. I good mean, steals. you know, better better than he's on Led the court. Led the team in steals. Yep, Leangelo. Good job. <laughs> good job. So, can we go to the NBA now? Let's go to NBA. Okay. okay. You didn't want to talk about the ball family no, I'm for done. the entire segment? I'm done. NBA is shaping up to be a pretty exciting season. Um, well, some you guys coming back from injuries last night. Um, Embiid came back for uh, Philadelphia. Yep. I thought he was only going to play about 15, 20 minutes, and right. he ends up playing. Geez, the entire game into overtime. Right. And uh well, and, and they're Philadelphia play- won. They're a playoff team right now. I mean, they're yeah. they're seventh in the Eastern Conference. They're, you know, trending up. Uh, the whole tank for two years in a row seems to right. be working for them and and uh 
I can't get away from the Ball family. No. So I just Please went to stop. NBA.com. Okay. Lakers and LeVar Ball hash out issues. It's a picture of uh, LeVar. Is he high? I saw him high fiving um, Spike Lee. Nope, it's not Spike Lee. No. Huge name in the Laker household. Magic. Yes, Magic. Big, pearly white smile. Magic. Both of them actually. All right. Sorry to do that. Well, I mean, technically, though, I mean, that was a good game, too. Back and forth, a lot of points scored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Knicks came out on top, and, and, you know, Lonzo didn't play bad. I really don't want to root against a kid because of his dad, but I just can't help it. You know, I'm, I don't want to... And you can sense that he tries to distance himself, even when they start talking about, hey, what do you think about your brother? What do you think about... Your... He's like, I'm just focused on this game. You right. Know? Haven't talked to them. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you have. But he doesn't want to be a part of the circus. Right. Maybe we'd know more if we watched the show on Facebook. No. And why do I you keep subtly plugging you, their show? Are you getting paid? As, are you on the take? No, I'm not. <laughs> are you on the take from LeVar Ball? I'm not. Are you getting money I'm from not. LeVar Ball? No. Oh, my goodness. And I will not show Conspiracy. You Where's the dossier? <laughs> Where is it? But, you know, you know, in terms of, of actual basketball, like yep. the Rockets have another 10-game win streak. Yep. Mm-hmm. The the Warriors have won seven in a row. Yep. LeBron's playing really good basketball. At the top of the league, there's there's good hoops. Good stuff is going on. I mean, the Celtics are still playing good basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, the top four or five teams in Houston the NBA. Houston is 21-4. and four. Yes. 21-4. and four. And we went in talking about Golden State. Like you did. They, and... But remember when I we said, said who was going to be the team that was going to be reckoned with was Houston, right? So, well, that would that was going to challenge Golden State, right? Yeah. You right. know, and you talk about people coming back, uh-huh. Kawhi Leonard for the Spurs, who have managed yeah. to to play really well. And they're right there too. Yeah, nineteen and nine on the season, right? Sitting in third place in the Western Conference. I have a question: yep. Is Manu Ginobili a person? Is he a robot? He's a robot. How is he still playing he in the NBA? He is a robot. Have you seen him run? That is totally a robot. Yeah, robot. it is. Robot Ginobili. <laughs> Go out and get your own. Go get your Robo, Robo Jones. Robo that. That's boo. Boo on us. Bad job. Nuggets. Nuggets playing well. Nuggets are playing still well. They were, they, were, they were skidding a little bit there. Um, big game last night for the Nuggets. And last night being Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday, December Went 12. over the Pistons. Yep. Who are flatlining. They lost seven in a row. Right. Well, and as, as the season progresses, you're kind of seeing who's got the longevity, who's got guys who are able to rebound, sure. who has the depth in their program. Depth. I mean, Nuggets are 15-12, and 12, right? Mm-hmm. Seven games back, but they're getting some guys back as well. Right. Jokic might be coming back here, and uh, that's, that's going to be a huge boost because that's been our our little you know chink in the armor, so to speak, right. as we've kind of, kind of run into some issues here. Good points, Keith. Thanks, Abe. Yep. So basketball-wise, just a lot going on in basketball. Not as exciting, I would say, um, as baseball. Right. And with football playoffs uh, coming along, basketball is kind of it's going to be the next trending topic right. in sports. Well, I, I think what happens is you know the NFL kind of owns the fall. Yep. And even though you know you've got hockey, you've got basketball. Um, but but those games on new on Christmas Day mm-hmm. seem to really kind of bring the average fan into the fold, right? I think that's because most of the time by Christmas, you know, you probably only have you know you've got a bunch of teams in the NFL who've dropped off, so those fans are paying attention to the the NBA a little bit more, uh-huh. and then things kind of just take off from there, right? So. Right. 
So basketball, no uh, disrespect to basketball, but that's an abbreviated version of basketball today. Let's move right into studs, duds, and coachable moments of the week. Yes. Um, so for our stud of the week, yeah. who do you have? I got Big Ben. Big Ben. The Good big, choice. The big bumblebee when they wear those uh, alternate uniforms. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, in a game they really needed, um, threw for over 500 yards, 506. It's the third time he's thrown for over 500 yards. The only player in mm-hmm. NFL history to do so. Um, and a big comeback win for them helps them keep the the number one seed, um, and you know just uh, just a, a huge performance from him when they they absolutely needed it in a, a big uh, AFC North battle. Yep. So big okay. bet. Good choice there for your stud of the week. Thanks, Keith. <clears throat> no problem, Abe. I'm gonna go with Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, of course. Oh my. Big Sunday night game. We don't like to give Jay Cutler. I'm torn on too this. much credit. Yeah, but but he did. He looked he fantastic. Looked fantastic. Right. I mean, his game against the Patriots, 65.8 percent completion percentage, mm-hmm. 263 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 112.1 QB rating. You know, I no one's really talked about this, but us being in Denver, we mm-hmm. we remember. What what is the I mean the dynamic of Cutler coming out and playing like that in front of Josh McDaniels who basically got rid of Cutler you know that's that, that the, whole big blow up that's from, why athletes play at another level yeah. in certain and you've seen it like in fantasy sports sure. where you're looking for that okay who's going to perform well here right well heck when for example in baseball when the Rockies would go play the Diamondbacks all of a sudden Daniel Descalso is oh, like yeah. John Carlos Stanton, Babe Ruth, <laughs> right? Yeah, and you're like, what is going on yeah. here? Because there's a little bit of that, like, I'm going to show you the mental you know? part of the yeah, game, the mental yeah. part of the game. But I don't, I don't mind Cutler playing well in front of Josh Daniels mm-hmm. and Tom Brady. I mean, they, the Patriots had a little push there at the end, right? And I think uh, they they went tit for tat and they were able to pull off the win, and nobody saw that coming. No, no. So, I, I mean, even though you know Brady struggled. In, in Miami, 7-9 mm-hmm. overall, lost 4-5. Mm-hmm. or five. Back to the mental game of sports. True. But, you know, I, I mean, uh, no one really expected, uh, you know, that, that poor of a performance from the Patriots and that good of a performance from Cutler. Jay right. Cutler outplayed Tom Jay Brady. Cutler. Put that, Jay Cutler. Put that down. Yep. The Jay Cutler. The Jay Cutler. So that's my stud of the week. Ta-ha. And uh, I, won't, I won't torture you anymore with Jay Cutler talk. Okay. All right, duds. Who do you have for your dud? Michael Bennett. Okay. All right. So I don't. I'm sure people have, have seen. You know the Seahawks Jaguars. How that game ended. Jaguars mm-hmm. beat the Seahawks. Actually, big win mm-hmm. for the Jaguars. Kind of a statement win for them. Jaguar. But at the end, Jaguarian. But at the end of that game, mm-hmm. you know they're in the victory formation. The game is over, mm-hmm. and Michael Bennett dives yes. at the Jaguars uh, center's knee, and just just a real punk move. I mean it. it I don't know what you're trying to do except to intentionally hurt the other player. Yep. And this is a guy who's not really taken the heat that he deserves for that whole Las Vegas fiasco where he claimed uh, certain things about the Las Vegas Police Department. The video came out, and it was not the way that he described it. Um, just playing a victim and... You know, then then his antics in the the locker room afterwards, just the way that he treated the media, and you know his brother, I'm not a big fan of. He was actually my dud of the week a couple weeks ago, yep. where he faked an injury basically right. to get out of uh, Green Bay. You know, ends up in New England, and all of a sudden he's, he's magically fine. healed. Yep. So I I'm not a big fan of just that those antics. Um, 
And, you know, that that just it doesn't belong in the game. And for anyone to defend it, you know, Pete Carroll's got to get uh, control of his guys, which he's never done a, a good job of. But Michael Bennett, my dud of the week for for being a turd. Turd. All right. Good choice. Nice job, babe. Thanks, Heath. <laughs> so Jets offensive line is going to be my dud. Mm. Oh, man. Just just did not show up at all. At all. Um, Josh McCown. He's still alive. Uh, he, he well, he has a broken hand, but I believe he's going to make it. Right. They, I mean, they didn't do their job at all. No. Uh, they, they had the worst day of the season. They gave up six sacks to the Buccaneers team that entered the game with the NFL low eight sacks. So wow. that's that's uh, that's horrible. The rushing attack non-existent. They averaged two point nine yards a carry, mm-hmm. um, and it's just just ugly. You talked about a bad game yeah. uh, over at uh, is that still Sports Authority Field where the Broncos play? Are we still calling it that? No, we're going mile high. Mile high. It, officially, I think you're right, but just say mile. Right. High. <clears throat> I mean, it, they just looked horrible. I mean, yeah. you talk about baseball players clocking out for the season. Yeah. You're talking about football players clocking out for there the season. Go. I think so. There you go. Duds of the week, right there. Goes. Hey, hey, and for once, it's not the Broncos. Hey, not they're on the, the other Broncos. side of that. They're fence. on the other side. They finally did it. And you know who's happy? having the time of their they're life. Having the time of their life. You know who's happy about that? Yeah, who? Aunt Karen. Aunt Karen, Karen. is so happy. Yes. All right. Coachable moment. I think we're both kind of on the same page with our coachable moment. Yeah. Right? Quentin Jefferson. He uh, tried to climb into the stands after fans threw beer, right? It was a beer drink. Let, let's assume it was let's beer. I mean, it was beer. no one is like, hey, you know what? That guy's going to come over here. I'm going to throw my Sprite hey, at him. Hey, he just got ejected. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to chuck my Sprite, <laughs> you know. Drink. Drink. Right. So co- the coachable moment within this is we, we spoke earlier about key to the moment within a game, right? Right. And clearly this guy is at the peak of the heat of a moment, right? He just sure. got ejected. Right. Huge altercation in the game. And right. he gets ejected. He starts jogging out, you know, and this is late in the fourth quarter after this game you just spoke about with the Jaguars. Yeah. And he's jogging towards the tunnel and somebody throws something over his head. An object. Right. He t- takes his helmet off and he runs towards the stands. Right. And the sideline staff tried to restrain him. Right. And, yes. and I think to, to point out, he did not actually get hit by this object. No, he didn't. It flew over his head. But he's in the heat of the moment. Sure. And it it looked like a sports drink, somebody was saying in this article that I'm reading right here. But mm. So the coach said he didn't know what happened. Carroll said he didn't know what happened. Of course not. Somebody poured a beer on his head as he walked out of the stadium. And somebody said that's pro football, blah, blah, blah. That's not pro football. Um, I think as a fan... Yes. The coachable moment here is, yes, you are a fan, and yes, you did pay, mm-hmm. but act like a civilized human right. being. Right. Back to baseball talk, even. Speak and just be on a human level, right? right. Just be on a human level right. at all times. Well, and, and I think there's, there's two faults here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned Jefferson. If someone throws something at you, you can just assume this is not a, a rational person. Right. So I don't know what his intentions was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard his comments afterward. You know, I'm a man. I'm a. What would you do? What, what do you expect me to do? I expect you just to go into the into the tunnel because you've been tossed out of the game. Nothing good is going to come from you taking off. First of all, why are you taking off your helmet? Mm-hmm. I mean, then it's just an easier shot to get hit in the face. Right. So that's not a bright thing. Mm-hmm. And then to you know to to act like you're going to go in the stands, not act. He was going to go in the stands. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to turn into just something really, really bad. There. Right. So, so he's at fault for not keeping his cool. 
I mean, you're a professional. Don't act like a fan. You're not some drunken idiot up in the stands. Right. You're a professional football player. You get paid to play this game. Act like a professional. Go in the you go in the locker room. That's what I expect you to do because that's what you're paid to do. Is right. Be a professional. Yeah. On the other hand, the fans are complete morons. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to do that to you know yes you paid for the the seat but that doesn't give you the right to be a complete jerk it right. doesn't give you a right to to throw things at at the at the players and my hope is that they they're able to figure out who this was well that's and, where they're going with it yeah they're, they're investigating the whole thing and and actually the fan is subject to a code of conduct and his tickets can be revoked for they, a violation and they should should that person should be banned because mm-hmm. you're a moron breaking rules and and this, the other part is is security how how do you not have better security to get him into um into the locker room and then when he starts to break away you've got to have people in mm-hmm. place to get him out of there so that's on the jaguars also so coachable moment here is just yep. control yourself yes just control yourself you yeah. know what an idea just got ejected just get out of the just leave you know, just launch angle. You're done. Launch yep. angle yourself out of the stadium. Absolutely. All right. That does it for another podcast, another podcast oh. in the books. Yes. Um, be sure to follow us on the baseball network, mm-hmm. the football network, mm-hmm. the basketball network, mm-hmm. and on the ferret legging network. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of ferret legging? So Only, basically. It's the big Lebowski scene yeah. where the nihilists come in and throw a ferret into the. Well, it's not the same, but it's, a real it's deal, basically though. the same like, thing. Like you cinch the legs of your trousers. And, and this article says you cinch them so tight that not even the slenderest of farts could escape. Wow. And you take two ferrets and you kiss them in order to introduce them to their fight or flight instincts. And then you insert the ferrets into your pants and see how long you can stand the panicked. Uh, ferret. It, this sounds bad for the ferret. <clears throat> it sounds bad for everyone. Yeah, How is probably this? especially for PETA the ferret. would not like this sport. No. Um, the current like world record is held by a guy in Yorkshire, England, Reg Meller. Reg. Who he kept the ferrets down in his pants for five hours and 26 minutes. You know who would wow. probably uh, win this sport this year? I don't know. LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball. He can keep a ferret in his pants i don't know where this is going doesn't make any sense no that's about the time we wrap up our podcast i think so it doesn't make sense no we can't we cannot uh build on that can't build on it but uh ferret legging look it up if you're if you have a few seconds and we do not have a ferret legging network no so we should thanks for joining us and we will be back next week absolutely later good job keith thank you